0: But yeah, man. No, it's uh, the 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 software is easy, and like somebody who's a luddite like me, it's like even I can kind of get in here and just mess around and make it work.
1: Yeah, you're doing a good job,
0: <laughs> <laughs> dude. It's like nothing I'd ever ever seen or done before. Yeah. It's just you got to do it.
1: <laughs> no, it's impressive.
0: I mean, you, how long did you have the studio for?
1: Three and a half years
0: did you did you have like a recording background kind of coming into it and already knew no
1: i was the money man josh was the was the recording guy so we had that you know i had the idea and he had the skill so we just you know before that relationships hour that was the uh the start of it i i didn't want to do it unless i had somebody because i don't know any. i mean i love music but i don't know how to do that
0: Knowing what you're doing with music is a whole different thing, right? Yeah, I'm trying to
1: record it, and no, 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 no. Not for me.
0: Dude, It's it, just working with some of these local musicians is kind of wild, just to just to see, like, what detail, there it is, oh, goes yeah. into all this. I just I have a lot of respect for... That's why I stick to stand-up comedy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stand-up's
1: amazing, though. Laughter's uh, the best, anyway, so...
0: Oh man! So uh, welcome back, y'all. Uh, episode two. We've uh, we've made it the distance. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is WTF Carbondale, a podcast where we talk with interesting people about their interesting lives and tie it all back to Carbondale. Uh, whether it's with folks that have come here, been here, or coming back here, have been through here, whatever it may be, uh, there are a lot of interesting folks out there that have ties to this place, and I'm ever so excited now uh, to share an interview with somebody who I know for sure is anchored in this place, because uh, we went to school together. Uh, <laughs> JP Byler, welcome to the show, my friend. Hello, Nathan, how are you? <laughs> Glad to be here. Uh, you Now you're like looking around, where, where am I? Dude, just, you're. <laughs> this is great. This is great. Uh, so as an introduction, you wanna talk a little bit about?
1: Uh, yeah, I went to, you know, I grew up here my whole life, went to school. Uh, with nathan and uh, got an apprenticeship for tattooing uh, with a guy that i respected around here and then i moved away for a little bit and did some tattooing in different towns and different shops and and i just wanted to come back here and set up and i opened artistic mind in 2008 and we just got a new location (laughs) and upgraded so things are going well
0: oh man you guys are an upgrade for the strip like, yeah. straight up, man. Yeah. I mean, how long had that building just sat vacant for?
1: At least 10 years. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, last I remembered, it, it was the holiest, holistic. It w- yeah, it was the, what was the name
1: of that place? Uh, country Goddess. Country Goddess. Country Goddess, yes. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it sat vacant. And I've had my eye on it because I wanted to be on the strip. I mean, uh-huh. we were right next door, but it wasn't good enough. You yeah. Know, I wanted to be part of that iconic strip. Yeah. So I'm finally made it happen.
0: Oh, dude. The the paint. I mean, just a, a, a nice, bright building. Yes. Goes a long way for like an entire section. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> brought that
1: corner to life again. Finally. Yeah. No, it's good. It's good.
0: Uh, now we got all sorts of other new stuff coming in. Got a got a head shop on the strip for the first yeah. time. And so I, I don't know. I was they, never old enough they, when that stuff was around. They
1: closed. If I remember, they closed when I was 16. Because okay. before I was legally allowed to walk in there, <laughs> they closed all of them. Because that guy came on the news talking about these aren't for water tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Thanks. That sticks out in your mind. It does. I remember that. But, Yeah, you used to get kicked out of those if you said the word bong. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, I'm 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 happy to see it. I mean, Carbondale. A lot of times, I feel like they just push the fun out, mm-hmm. and I'm glad to see it coming back.
0: Yeah welcome the fun. in. I have, yes. I have not, uh, I've not wandered into that new store to, to look around. I saw the pictures from the first day and I was like, hell yeah. Mike is the first customer. There. Oh They're yeah. Like, that was, that was cool. That was cool. <laughs> like that's a way to embrace it. It is.
1: I do wonder if he, he smoked it, I, but I'm he probably an edible
0: or something. I would
1: hope I would hope. <laughs> <laughs> right, just something
0: to chill. Just, just, just take it down. <laughs> Oh uh, man, but yeah, no. I was just uh, the yeah. Uh, it's like that that whole that whole deal. And it's you know that shucks driving just driving down, 13 and like hemp and stuff. Yeah, I drove by and they had all their Halloween decorations out. It's like it's just vibrant. Yes, just colorful stuff, man. Paint a building, do cool stuff in it, see where it goes.
1: Oh yeah, it's you no, know, it's starting to come around. I always, I always kind of looked at Carbondale like trying to be like the Austin yeah. where you're surrounded by the country mm-hmm. and then you're the cool artsy yep. movement right in the middle of it and that's kind of how I always saw Carbondale but it's good to see it finally embracing that yeah. you know and not fighting it so much
0: well and I mean you know when, when you finally realize oh well crap I mean we can't do really anything else other than this because this is who we are
1: yeah <laughs> yeah we're a bunch of we're a bunch of hippies we just want to have fun you know Party animals.
0: Did you um? Uh, were you born here, or did you like move here when you well, were young? Or I was, was
1: adopted, so I was born. I was born in Illinois. I was born up by Chicago. Okay. And uh, my parents adopted me, and I've been here ever since. Awesome. So yeah, I mean, wasn't born here, but I'm pretty freaking yeah. local. Oh, dude, it's it's <laughs> it's in your veins. Now. It is. Dude, it I, is. I
0: have the one of the stories I was so excited to talk about when you were like, "Yeah, I'll do the show," um, I was like, I, I can remember one of the first. You 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 and uh, Michael I think it was Michael Caps. Do you remember? Oh yeah. And okay. so so we had PE, and you guys would have been I think two years older than me. Yeah. Uh, something like that, and and just the the first time I really remember being like pushed by peers or like older mentor type folks, just because it was like not pickleball but whatever the ball was where it was like dodgeball with oh, yeah. smaller balls and oh, stuff. Oh yeah. And it was like you guys just. Pushed and pushed me and it never it was like for the first time I had guys like engage me that it didn't feel like I was getting picked on or bullied, but it right. felt like I was getting bettered. Right. And like I've always like held that in high esteem, even though you may have never known that until just yeah. now. Yeah, no, definitely <laughs> not. That's awesome. Um, it was like our our relationship. And then because you did some wild ass shit in high school <laughs> with senior prank days and stuff like that, like <laughs> mad respect. <laughs> you can you can take the pass on that one. You can
1: I don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> part, of, part of history, man. What
0: did you... Okay, so you guys like let cows and chickens and stuff no, into... Oh,
1: no, no, no.
0: So <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's a lot of people that were involved. And let's just say I wasn't the one to tape... Somebody taped the door open, so the door wasn't <laughs> locked okay. at night. And uh, everyone was drunk. <laughs>
0: um, like you do when you're high school kids. Yes. And
1: uh, <laughs> I remember Justin David finding some roadkill. And we he brought it in and put it in poses. So there was like a raccoon climbing out of the girls' bathroom toilet and a cat like in this kind of pose when you walked in. Oh, no. He didn't kill the animal. Yeah, yeah. It was just, it
0: was, yeah, okay. Uh, oh,
1: and uh, you know, I was wasted, so I took a fire extinguisher off the wall and was spraying it under doors and stuff. And I think I spread three or four pounds of stink bait <laughs> on like the handles and rails and everything. <laughs> God. they made an example out of us cause it was a, we were the first senior class to graduate from that.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So stupidly we all did it, but yeah, I mean they took it to another level. They, uh, you know, they, they called me in the next day. Uh, two of the other guys had already been caught.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, they couldn't identify me on the video <laughs> and, uh, so you they didn't
0: have all those tattoos yet. No. And
1: I had a mask on <laughs> so, cause I, I wasn't that drunk. <laughs> and uh, so they, they actually expelled me my senior year right before uh, the thing. And when I was walking out of the high school, uh, the was the hall monitor. This kid, right before that, this kid got in my face and I pushed him. I was mad. I just got expelled. Yeah. I wasn't going to graduate high school. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> this, the security guard stops me in front of me in the door and says, you want to push me around like that boy? And I'm an eight, you know I'm, I'm a punk, so I grab the pen out of his pocket and I throw it over my head, and I proceed to walk past. <laughs> he grabs me by the throat and slams me into the wall. So I punched him really hard. <laughs> oh, God. And the worst about it is I he went down, I should have walked away and but it was lunch period, so of course all the students yeah. circled around so the other teachers couldn't get in there. so I hit him a couple more times. <laughs> And uh, again. Then, and then I walked out and, uh, you know, they. long story short, they ended up dropping the charges and allowing me to graduate. Well, they didn't drop all the charges, yeah. but they allowed me to get my diploma because I wasn't going to press charges for him grabbing me. Because he said I grabbed the pen and was going to stab him, but the video oh, showed
0: yeah. the
1: pen hitting the ground and me walking past him before he grabbed my throat. So it was it was a shit show, and uh, (laughs) you know it was it was a stupid thing. But you dare you come over loudspeaker and tell kids the first senior class to graduate don't do this. We're gonna do it. Yeah. And but it was you know they even the paper published uh, that we killed the animals Uh. in a satanic way. (laughs) (laughs) And what they said there was blood on the windows. Well, that was. I won't say his name cuz he works for uh the city now I think but he tore open a bunch of ketchup packets and squirted them on the windows cuz he was drunk and uh no we threatened to sue because we said you know the video was clear like those we didn't do any of that stuff. Yeah
0: you just brought in some roadkill and set it up and that was that.
1: And they you know they next day they rebutted that and it was done but yeah I mean they banned me from hill for like 10 years. You know, now I have four kids, and they're all going to be going to (laughs) Carbondale High School. (laughs) But, I mean, I love the school. I had a lot of fun there. I I had amazing teachers that pushed me to art. Yeah. And, you know, like Mr. Barry with with the speech and uh, theater class is the reason I've been able to be goofy and just have fun my whole life, so... No. I have good memories, but that senior year was a shit show.
0: <laughs> Dude, that's <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, I hope I hope that Barry's. I don't you know. Barry's got to be like what mid mid fifties something like yeah. that now. So he's got he's got just long enough that your kids may like hit it and Maybe. like get a, just like the tail end of the Barry experience. I
1: hope so, man. <laughs> I saw him in Lowe's not too long ago, and he I mean seems in good health. So, yeah, you know. I hope, but you know, I can understand not wanting to continue. After so many years teaching, yeah. these things change, you know. But
0: but I mean, he has he has had a stellar
1: hell of a, hell of a run. Oh, dude! Yeah,
0: such such good influence on so many oh, yeah. people in so many ways. Oh, I had
1: way more good teachers there than bad. Yeah, you know, there's a few rotten apples, but whatever.
0: No, I mean, I, I had I, you know, I still it's still cool to like see, Kim Heron Titus out there, yeah. and like you know, because I, I I was so I. I guess now realizing you're, you were three years older than me, because I was the first class to graduate freshman to senior Oh, nice! out yeah. of high school. So, like, Luke was just a year older than me. So, like, I had the experience of her being, like, my teacher, but also somebody who, like, I had gone over and had, like, land parties at the right. house with, right. like, friends and stuff. And, like, now that she sees me out there and, like, I'm I'm active and engaged in the community, and it's like, okay – these are these are real people that get to see like the fruits of their labor, right? Yeah, in the people that we go out and become.
1: Yeah, no, it's really cool. It's really cool. <laughs> Mushy shit. Yeah. No. <laughs> hey, you got to go there sometimes. Uh, that's,
0: why wanted, that's why I want. That's why I want to do this podcast because there's so many like this type of stuff.
1: No, this that is, exists out there. This is perfect. I mean, Carbonell <laughs> needs more good ideas, more push, more just fun and. There's tons of people around here that I see all the time. I don't know a damn thing about them. Yeah, but I want to. Yeah, you know, I'll <laughs> yeah. sit and watch three hours of somebody talking if yeah. it, I find them interesting. So yeah. it's a good well, idea. And
0: you just string it all together like there is, there is one bigger story here that is bigger than any in one individual person it is the cumulative right. large personalities that exist in a small place oh yeah i've never thought about that way large personalities small space usually i try and do less talking in these shows but it's this a nice, is just that's a, good a nice slogan
1: though yes <laughs> you, you gotta set that up Yeah, no, maybe,
0: (laughs) maybe that'll be the next city slogan. There you go. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) when the Xbox logo goes away, (laughs) dude, I, I just, I was so disappointed. Uh, Made that post earlier this, this week. Like I just driven past Turley Park multiple times and like just the new plastered up sign out there. That's just the logo. And then in plain aerial font, Linus Turley Park. And it's like Linus Turley Park deserves more than that sign. Yeah. Yeah, like, you had
1: a big wooden carved beautiful sign. Yeah, and you replaced it with that.
0: Yeah, so there was ah, just yeah. there 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 are, there are some there are some better decisions to be made. We can make them. I'm not going down that rabbit hole right now. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna pivot away from <laughs> smart
1: move <laughs> uh, away from, away
0: from that. So you uh so ha, like what drew you to tattooing in the first place? I mean, have you just always been an artistic mind? But yeah duh. Duh, that
1: was nice. <laughs> That was nice. Uh, yeah, I mean,
0: you know, I my I
1: drew my whole life art, you know, drawing and painting, and through high school I actually wanted to go and be a ceramics teacher. Mm-hmm. So you know, even up to my senior year, I'd already done you know summer classes at yeah. SIU for ceramics and just trying to go that route. And you know, by se- by senior year, you know, I kind of changed my mind on that, and I already had hell like six tattoos. I think our uh our yearbook that year had a bunch of they actually talked about seniors tattoos and uh so i you know they had a little page in there i already had a bunch of stupid stuff that i have now covered up yeah but you know i always wanted to and it was really the the history of like the tattoo industry and it's a very kind of secretive almost in, you know very inclusive field where all the big dogs know each other yeah you know i mean you you can have conversations with people that you never would have thought possible Mm -hmm. because it's such a tight-knit community and uh, you know I fought to get an apprenticeship and I you know fought in the beginning years when I was just horrible coming up trying to make it you know (laughs) and this industry is riddled with druggies and assholes Mm -hmm. so it was you know you get screwed over by one person you go to another shop you work there a little bit find out they're a pill head and you know, they're not paying the rent and things like that. It was just one shit show after another, which yeah. led me to open my own instead. I mean, I much would rather would have, you know, worked somewhere else for the first part of my career. You know, I, I opened a shop after only three years of being in tattooing, mm-hmm. which is way too young and way too dumb. Um, but I, you know, I struggled. And now, you know, last year we won the number one shop in the area. And uh, was that
0: that was that one of the, the Southern Illinois? Yeah. Alerts? Nice. So that nice. was nice,
1: you know, and we've got, you know, I'm I'm friends with Roger Bomber crew and he does a lot of tattoos on me. Yep. And we have a good rapport like we us and Karma merged together. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, it's just been a really a big blessing as far as how that's gone. But, you know, I I stayed in this area because when I was you know, 18 trying to get tattooed. You just had that mentality. The shops you walk in, they'd be like, yeah, it's fucking dumb.
0: (laughs) Get out. (laughs) I can do it in
1: 20 minutes, 250 bucks. And you're just like, but you know, so I'd gone to two or three shops by then. And I mean, the, the bedside, they're a table manner of cavemen when you were talking to people. (laughs) And (laughs) so I just, you know, I went into it and I said, I'm just going to fucking kill them with kindness and be respectful. Even in the beginning years when, I shouldn't have survived as a tattoo shop. Mm-hmm. You know, it was because I treated people with respect. I was nice. I made them feel happy and welcome. Unlike the old kind of experience, it's like no, you should be you should be honored. We let you walk in the door. Yeah, I hated that. So that's what prompted me to stay here because the attitude and the big headedness, stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's a, that's a really interesting perspective, though, man. I mean, that's yeah. that that is how you change an industry. Yeah, right is by saying. This is broken. There's got to be a better way to do this. Oh, yeah. And you do it. Oh, and it's, you
1: know, when you were, when I was starting out, there wasn't YouTube videos on it. If your mentor didn't show you, you figured it out by screwing up 100 people. Yeah. You know, you could read some (laughs) books, but they were limited. You know, nowadays, I mean, there's guys on Instagram and on YouTube teaching people that are killer tattooers, teaching people how to tattoo just for free. Yeah. And it's, a lot of guys hate it. And I understand why, like I paid for my apprenticeship and I was treated like a dog for months and months and months. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just so we had to kind of earn it a different way.
0: Yeah.
1: And but I'm glad it's kind of a softer industry now. It used to you know, be bikers and just it was looked at like hoodlums. And now it's Mm -hmm. you know, you've got guys with art degrees and you've got you know, business backgrounds and just smart people, good people that are taking over. And that's beautiful.
0: Where where did your interest in business kind of develop from? I mean you are you are as atypical a entrepreneur as they come, but you are as earnest an entrepreneur right. as they come. Uh, just you know, I don't I don't really know. Like I think it was
1: working for three different people that were just nightmares. Yeah. You know, they were Liars, steal, You know, they'd steal. They'd not pay you what you're supposed to be paid. You know, I, I dealt with one guy when I tattooed in shop in Mount Vernon. He had a. Uh, I'm not gonna say the name of the club, but a biker club came in, kicked me and three of the other artists out, locked the door, and that guy moved state the next day. So something bad happened. <laughs> so it's just watching these, these morons. Yeah. That could do it. And I'm, you know, it's one of those snares like, well, I could do it better.
0: Yeah. You know, so I'm just going
1: to try and...
0: And, like, above board. Oh, wow. Who would ever thought that, like, doing business like it's a business... Right. (laughs) ...would yield good business? Yeah.
1: It's... You wouldn't think that's a hard concept to think about.
0: So, speaking of concepts, that's another thing that I'm really interested in touching on. Yes. Where did the concept of the Tattoos for Rescues come from?
1: That was actually their idea. Okay. Yeah. They... uh, I don't remember which one of them did, but they approached us about it. And, uh, you know, we just loved it. It was, and it was more of, it was something that we could give back. I mean, we raised, you know, what was it? I'd have to look back. She was like 5,000 the first year, 4,000 the next year and a little on un- right around 4,000 again the next year. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we raised a lot of money, a lot of food
0: Yep.
1: and it was awesome. Um, you know, we obviously can't do it this year because COVID. Yeah, and I think we're gonna look at switching. You know, I have we haven't decided, but we kind of want to do that for somebody else now. Mm-hmm. You know, because I mean, it's a lot of money that we can raise in one day. Yeah, because we didn't take anything. We didn't. We all of our own supplies. You know, we most of us didn't even keep our tips. Mm-hmm. You know, we just worked all day, put it in there, and did some good. You know,
0: that's. I like doing charity
1: work. I've yeah. done, you know, Habitat for Humanity. I've done one of those before. Mm-hmm. And if my mom was a, it still is a preacher. Okay. So I grew up in a household where doing charity work and other stuff was. I mean, it just you should do it. Yeah. You know, so. But it was their idea. I can't take credit for that. I mean, we do the hard work, but you know, so we're you know we're mulling around. Hopefully next year we can uh, pick a different charity around here and kind of do you know, one to three years for somebody else, then switch it up and do it again. So
0: Yeah. No, and I mean, you know, spreading the love around is, is solid. Right. right. And and just you know, you set people up for, for that. You're like, listen, we've been successful here, but we have gotta keep it fresh and, you know, there's there's other stuff out there that, that right. needs the attention and they're always you know, every every nonprofit's always looking to cycle through another you know, another activity. Yes. You just you gotta stay fresh. Yes. You gotta stay ahead of the curve.
1: You have to stay and you have to you know the the why it works so much is You know a lot a lot of people are selfish and with with this kind of thing you get something forever out of it you know you get something that'll last forever you know most of the tattoos were 40 or 60 dollars, and then our piercer did piercing so yeah i know it was great i mean pretty much you know close to 15 grand or more i think i'd have to look back but it was awesome man i love it and animals are way cooler than people. <laughs> so
0: I am not a, I am not an animal person. I am the opposite of my wife hates it. My wife hates it. She <laughs> wants her cats so bad, but they live at her mom's and I'm a terrible husband. And it's <laughs> there. not a rabbit hole. I need to go down right now, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm a broken human being. <laughs> yeah, We're all
1: broken. Nobody's perfect. Oh cool. man.
0: So the, uh, you know, what shucks i don't i don't even know where to, where to go where to go next i uh, yeah, i just this is this is thrilling thrilling to me uh w- with the kids how old are all the kids now
1: my youngest is 2 and my oldest is 8 and we have four we have four uh, four kids three girls and a boy oh. and yeah i never thought that would happen either. <laughs> you know uh you know my wife is a fucking saint and uh you know it's you know, not a, additional to having four amazing kids, we also kind of take care of some neighbor kids mm-hmm. that, you know, need a little extra love and help on the weekends and her, her brother right now is deployed. So we've been taking on, you know, his kids yeah. a couple days a week. So it's, it's a ma- I never thought I'd have to buy my wife a 12 passenger van. <laughs> <laughs> and but now you we're bought looking, your wife a twelve passenger. I van. did, and now we're looking at a fifteen passenger van. So <laughs> yeah. I I bring the animals home; she brings children home. So, <laughs> but yeah, I never I never saw myself as a big family man, you know. Uh-huh. But I I wouldn't trade it for the world, man. But three girls and a boy I mean, I'm going to be in trouble when they're older, man. It's <laughs> my jewel. My eight year old is eight going on 16 she's ready to drive she's ready to wear makeup and sing and dance and it's just like oh slow down
0: (laughs) just enjoy it just enjoy it just enjoy it ah that's when that's now we're really sounding old ourselves right when you when you cross that bridge and now you're saying the shit that 12 years ago you're going, ah, no no burn burn it up let's go now it's like why don't we just slow down? Dude, <laughs> my, can we just?
1: Oh, my parents were so fucking right about so many things. <laughs> I feel, I've feel i told them that. I feel so bad. I mean, all the... Just the hell I gave them for... You know, you shouldn't do that kind of stuff. It's like, no, I should have listened. You shouldn't do that kind of yeah. stuff. And it's, you know... Yeah, I mean... It's crazy. I'm not a perfect parent, but I, I think I'm a good dad. Yeah. So,
0: but but would you have the additional wisdom to impart if you hadn't gone through your own exciting? <laughs> times? Oh yeah, no. Deadline. I
1: mean, the stories they will hear around the dinner table when they're <laughs> all teenagers will be wild. You oh, know, yeah. I I keep all that crazy stuff pretty hidden for now. <laughs> you know, I'm I, I've had a nice checkered past, but. Nothing too crazy,
0: right? Just, so. just crazy enough to get the kids on edge. A little, you know. Like I was talking about with my kids, and 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 just being a just being a sailor around them, right? A little inoculation goes a long way, yeah. Right? Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. you know, just, here, just just see a little bit of what's been on on this side, just so you kind of get the feel to maybe not do it as crazy, as right?
1: That. <laughs> right? Right? Hey, man, it's the scars, man. They make us right.
0: Uh, that is that is the truth. That is the truth. Uh, so. You know, you've what what are some of the projects that you've been involved in that maybe folks don't know about as much? I mean, you're you're oh, like me, you gosh. do a lot around town. You're like everybody. We all do a lot around everywhere. But like uh, what's what's something that hasn't been like as visible that's that's a cool part of your
1: Oh, I don't I mean, everything I've pretty much done has been very visible. All right. You know, I did we did uh the Screaming Owl for a while and that it was just that's a really hard industry as far as recording studios around here. Yeah, it, basically I went through engineer after engineer after engineer, and so that eventually just liquidated and left. But you know, it was fun. We did a, a lot of charity events, like we were, you know, we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Like T Murph was one of our comedians at a charity event yeah. at Turley Park, and uh, you know now he's on Hulu, and you know. Amazing. If you haven't seen Woke, go see Woke. Yeah, you know that's go watch it. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. And uh, I mean, we've done a lot of charity events uh, throughout the years. Kind of every business that we've ever tried has done charity events. Um, As far as other stuff, I mean, it's. I mean, that's that's no, no. You're good. You're
0: good. good. (laughs) Um, The uh, no in the 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 T Murph thing, man. I was talking to. I was telling you. Earlier I was talking to my buddy Coach, talked to a couple other other guys, and it's just like, listen, if, if he can go chase that elsewhere, we can build that collectively yeah. here. Oh, I mean, the world's really by the fingertips, man. Like
1: a lot of people don't know. Like we, you know, we. Uh, I was in a group with a guy, and we toured with uh, Project Pat okay. for, a, what, a year and a half uh-huh. all over the country uh, for people that don't know Project Pat google it but he's juicy J's brother okay uh you know the guy from three six mafia and we did a lot of music you know we we did south by southwest uh we we did a whole uh album with uh dj thorough which is 50 cents dj nice uh you know we did a lot and that relationship soured uh between me and the other guy in the group and a lot of the guys in screaming owl we just kind of all started butting heads yeah and we all had very different paths that we wanted to go music-wise, so you know that just kind of fell apart. But I mean, you can make it, man. If I toured the country, yep, and you know stood—I mean—stood on stage with tons of famous people. You know, I, I smoked blunts with Rick Ross in a <laughs> nightclub. You know, like just different. Yeah, you can really go anywhere. You just got to try and. Yep like that's kind of been my philosophy with businesses try. And if things don't work, try to get your money back. (laughs) (laughs) But if you don't, you know, you're never going to do anything if you don't try. Yeah. And, you know, I've a lot of friends growing up. They're just the dreamers and they all have these great ideas, but they don't pull the trigger and you cannot be afraid to fail. You know, when you're from a town, I got tons of people hate me. Got people love me (laughs) like too bad you know it is what it is just it's give a run. yeah i mean i'm kind of an asshole and <laughs> i'm also a nice guy so right. i don't know you know it's just crazy
0: well and i mean that you know the 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 try and like fail and, and whatever else that that is uh, that has always been a been a been an issue just with this town in general right yeah. is that like people people don't get out of their comfort zones because they are afraid like in groups, right? Organizations right. or activities don't succeed like they need to or should because people are like not willing to just take on that little extra risk to step outside of that comfort zone to do right. whatever. And then just like what happened at Screaming Out happens at so many organizations, so many right. businesses, people just butt heads mm-hmm. because instead of taking one big leap together, right? Everybody's trying to tug for their little you know, components within right. an organization or business—it's like that's that's not how progress is made. It's no. everybody rolling the same direction on one big risk. Everybody, it's everybody to. trying to take a bunch of little risks all at once. Mm-hmm. You so, have to, you know, and and kudos to that. Like having having enough self awareness, be like, "Listen, man, like I get it. This is where things were. This is where things gone. Not yep. everybody likes me because of it, but you know what? That's not going to stop me from trying." And on no. the other side of it, it's like in 10 years, you never know where your relationships with somebody else is going to be. Oh yeah. Stuff cycles back around. You bump into somebody, something goes off, right? And you're like, Hey man, remember that hatchet that we need to bury and oh, it yeah. gets buried. And now whatever the next thing is, is super valuable to a lot of people. Oh
1: yeah. I got friends, you know, I have friends that I grew up with that some of my oldest friends, we, you know, we hate each other now it's because we tried to work together Yep, and, uh, you know, I've got guys, me, me and them hate each other in high school, and we're friends now. Yeah. You know, I've got a kid that, you know, in high school, me and him fought, and he gets tattooed at my shop all the time. <laughs> I don't do it. One of the guys does. But, you know, he still supports our business. And yeah. So it's one of those cool things, man. Like the small town area, you get that, that feel, but it does suck at times because it's a small town. Everybody yep. knows everything. Everybody hears everything. and, <laughs> and You know, but you can't. Everybody makes mistakes, man. Like yeah. just move on and try to be a better person. Yep. i I look back, you know, I made a post on Facebook a couple months ago, and you know I look back at posts from like twenty fourteen. I was I was embarrassed like yeah. the way I thought in anything, just stupid little things and now completely different. And that's that's not that long. So yeah. If you're if you're scared to do shit, you're just gonna always be scared. It's yeah. okay to be scared, just jump jump yep. off that cliff if it's business obviously right now it's kind of a hard time to do business but you know we're doing good and we're you know we're actually going to be opening up a couple other things i'm not going to say too yeah. much yet yeah no um,
0: but exciting Very but good. we are
1: going to be opening up uh, a pretty awesome art studio cool so i'll go into detail more on that later but yeah. it's you know we got a couple things in the works
0: well, and that's you know for for me you know for especially if we're playing the the Austin model like arts arts in a different way yes. is what this place needs like come for the art ooh come for the art leave with the art there you like go. you know come here and maybe like you're interested in you know the music and the painting and the whatever and the art you leave with is oh ooh i got a new tattoo all right all right 55 year old suburban soccer mom thanks for visiting yeah. Carbondale. enjoy your yeah. i don't know Tattoo bracelet or something. We had a mom
1: and daughter (laughs) group right before I came here that was, you know, she was in town for, I guess, you know, they just got to school. And, Uh yeah, they always do that. They come in and get little tattoos and, you know, they'll remember that place for the rest of their life. Yeah. But, yeah, this town needs more art. It needs more, you know, I've always – the thing I hated, not to jump back to the music. No, nah, man, hit it. But uh,
0: <laughs> Let us know how you really feel. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what really pisses
1: me off is I don't want to hear the same bluegrass band 950 times, uh-huh. you know, and I do love bluegrass. But I really think Carbondale, at least the last couple of years before, was in a, almost a rut. Like you, uh-huh. And nothing bad about these guys and these bands. They're all phenomenal. I love their bands. Yeah. But I don't want to hear them again and again and again <laughs> and again and again. And it's just like... And for the amount of money that they're paying some of these guys... Yeah. You know, when we did that music festival, you know, we had Tantric. And you wouldn't believe how cheap those guys are. And they yeah. were multi-millionaire, you know, million-selling records. And they're a fun group of people. and, yeah. But yeah, this town needs to be... I think it needs to go in the younger direction. Yeah. You know, it needs to embrace... You know, when we did we did a hip-hop show where we brought a producer to Hangar, mm-hmm. it was a horrible experience. Yeah. You know, it was, you know, the guy doing the sound was being a dick and not, you know, really didn't understand hip-hop at all. Yeah. And I get, you know, you don't do it that much, but if you're going to rent a venue and you're going to do sound, at least know what you're doing for that yeah. style of music. But I just, I wasn't happy with it. I wasn't happy with the way they conducted business yeah And we didn't have the only fight that was there that night was one of their employees with his girlfriend Oof. and because he was looking at some girl's ass and he, she punched him in the face <laughs> <clears throat> but and then they didn't want to do another show yeah and it was i you know I hate to say it, but I think it had race involved mm-hmm. and uh you know they tried to pull the plug at one forty five while the the main guy is on stage, and it was just It was one thing after another in this town of suppressing anything but the bluegrass or the rockabilly. Mm -hmm. That all the friends—it's very clicky here. Yeah, and I would love to kick some of those clicks open. (laughs) You know,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's how that's how again, like a a broader scene gets built is opening up the the social circles. One of the things that I that I'm really interested in as I've as I've kind of played around with. Uh, you know, a mix of lots of different genres in the past four months. Again, I I, I had no comprehension of sound or video or anything right. like that before having to kick off uh, some of, uh, some of this other activity. But I want to see like crossover of genres. Like that's that's a huge thing going on right now in general. And there's yeah. a lot of shitty like oh. country, hip hop, blah, blah blah blah, whatever. Oh. But like here. If you get like some real like solid we've got a bunch of real good local hip hop acts, mix oh, yeah. them with all of these, you know, top tier bluegrass and rock and roll right. players and just see what comes of it. Make a festival. You oh, know, God. Carbondale needs
1: to make you know, we had the pig out years ago and that was good, but that yeah. was all the same thing. It was all bluegrass and folk music. Yeah. And like that's cool, but we're not all into bluegrass and folk music. Yep. I, I do I actually enjoy it. I love it very much. I mean one of our slogans at Screaming Out was hip hop to bluegrass. Yeah. Because we I, I love both. But yeah, it's you're the, you're sitting in the stagnant water here in Carbondale and, you know, and then you look at places like Marion, yeah. That are fucking thriving. Yeah. And just blowing up and, you know, that mayor was that old guy mayor was crazy and all about law and order and this and that but he still built the the town up yeah and that's what i'd like to see i'd like to see the you know the the locals and the people in you know in power in carbondale embracing this town for what it is it's not it doesn't have to be a party town like everybody thought back in the day with the riots and halloween but you know what do you want do you want we're not an ivy league school you know we're not going to have Sitting you know on the fucking strip and drink tea with our bentleys <laughs> like it's a fun place to be, yeah, and there's everything from the huge folk culture to the you know extreme hip hop to the death metal, like there's everything oh yeah
0: dude i mean our our you know our our the punk rock scene having lost cross oh. here, you know i mean we've got we've got we've got shit here that is legendary, yeah. Yeah. Legendary. Then,
1: you know, and then you got guys at SIU. Uh, what's that professor's name? He, you know, he worked with Prince uh-huh. and all these things. You know, it's just, dude, this area could blow up into an awesome thing.
0: I, I think it's going
1: to. But it takes, you know, and that's, you know, I was telling you earlier, I'm real proud of you. Like, yeah. it takes the younger generation to push and say, hey, guys, like, you know, this, this, uh,
0: it's what we're doing now. Yeah, it's not. We don't
1: have to be sixty to have fun in Carbondale. Yeah. We want to do shit.
0: Well, and so, so my my big idea, and I and I and I'm going to just slide this in as a mention, like all these different right. podcasts, and see if people yeah. pick up on it. Is this Creator Dale idea that I've got? So the mo- so the modern, um, or the tri- the traditional model of like a a, a place based like L A. or uh, you know somewhere in Atlanta or whatever for these studios, um, you know, propping up that's big money. And it's not easy to like get startup in a right. you know and develop a film industry based off of uh, you know infrastructure development uh, like what's happened in some of these other places. But I think we can do this in a different way. the The project idea is called Creator Dale. And the idea is if we can get like a hundred, creators yeah. that whether it's their cell phone or they're a vlogger or they're whatever they do a hundred right. creators in all different types of categories from outdoors to mechanical and cars to music to right. art to what whatever you know politics whatever it may be get them all in one place creating separately and then just start mushing them together mm-hmm. and seeing what comes up and see how uh just audiences develop and all you have to do is have a handful of really successful people right. to help. You know, if if just a couple people blow up out of the entire project, that brings the entire project and the people engaged in it
1: right up right. further.
0: So um, that's kind of the the idea. That's why I was you know again spurring the idea of like a a tattoo talk show type thing. Like you yeah. know getting getting the the tattoo scene here uh, spooled up to a point where it's like okay people. People look for Carbondale as a destination place for right. art and ink and look at this network of people, right? You're talking right. about having a good relationship with uh, with Roger at Bomber Crew. It's right. like, you know, the, it's all place-based. You exist here, but then you broadcast out. Right. And now people all over the country, all over the world, want to know more about Carbondale in general because you've brought them in right. your door. Right. And there's this whole other thing to explore.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, there's the options are unlimited you know there's a lot of great people and I'm I would be all over that if you do it you know I mean that's a great idea it's bringing people together anyway is always a fantastic idea so
0: well and it's you know it's easy enough like I when I first put this out there like this this podcast and just the WTF Carbondale platform as a whole isn't the project like it is my contribution to the project right right the project is this much larger all-encompassing thing where everybody is their own you know director everybody is their own producer everybody is their own everything that they want to be and they can be as big into it as they want to be or they can be as out of it as they want to be they can be this sideline character that's you know part of the story as they see fit or they can be an integral part of it because they make themselves an integral part of the story
1: right and i think everybody that wants to be on the sidelines should not, I think they should jump in. Yeah. You know, cause you don't do that.
0: The water's fine. Yeah. The water's <laughs> fucking great, man. Like
1: jump in. It's nice. Don't, you know, just jump in.
0: Yeah.
1: We can make it, you know, this is great. Yeah. I love it.
0: No, it's so when when you talked about the tattoo industry being, so close-knit. Were you talking about just here? Were you talking about, like, kind of a All nationwide? Over. Well, think about what? Yesterday,
1: Japan just made it legal to tattoo. What? Japan. Just made it
0: legal to tattoo. Just made it legal yesterday. Was it, was it previously because of, like, accused of le- gangster stuff? Yeah, it's, or been what illegal, was the whole- it's been illegal since
1: the existence. And, wow. you know, they've been doing it thousands of years. Thousands. Uh-huh. And, you know, there's states that just in the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s that it became legal. Huh. it's always been, you know, kind of this back door, but no, it's, you know, you had a lot of, you know, places back in the day where biker gangs use it to embezzle money because uh-huh. it's a cash business for the most part, Yeah, you know? So it's, but no, what I meant by, you know, it's real tight knit is, you know, I mean, a lot of people only know what they see on TV shows with tattooing, uh-huh. but, you know, all those guys are real, and you can actually go to where they really work yeah. <laughs> and get a tattoo from them. And, or, you know, some of these guys are teaching classes and seminars and all this stuff. And it's, you know, it's coming together way more, the tattoo industry is, but it's still so tight knit that, you know, like I did a, a giveaway a while ago where I gave away basically a whole sleeve, uh-huh. and it was all Sailor Jerry's tattoos. And probably about 11 people on that post thought I was talking about the alcohol. And, you know, because that's what most people think when they hear Sailor Jerry. And the, you know, that was bought from, basically with Sailor Jerry's rights were sold twice before becoming that. But Sailor Jerry hated alcohol. He was a far right asshole. Uh, (laughs) He was racist. I love his artwork. But when you finally figure out, you know, some of these things. Uh It's just, it's mind blowing. But the history of tattooing is insane. And yeah, I mean, for a long time, it's been illegal and frowned upon. And you know, like that blows my mind about Japan. Yeah. That it's finally legal now. Well, like uh, yesterday. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's
0: I guess crazy. it must be that new prime minister they just got. I don't yeah. Know. yeah <laughs> <they're, you know. laughs> Seems like an all right guy, I guess. I <laughs> right. Know. Yeah. That, that was his first move. Yeah. He likes like tattoos. real big into that, real big into the pro tattoo yeah. vote yeah. in Japan. <laughs> so that's good. That's very good. That was another thing that I, that I skipped over earlier that we were talking about, like, reviving that soul of Carbondale. All the marches and stuff right now, man, just, like, people shutting down roads and just, like, marching through Carbondale. It's fucking awesome. Like, in, in groups big and small. Like, that is – that's Carbondale, Dude, man. it's great. You want to talk about, like, mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, like, proper CPR, yeah. push, 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 like, breathe, yeah. breathe. Like, that's some people putting in the work.
1: That was, that was a beautiful thing to see, you know, and – it's. It has been very sad watching the comments, even yeah. on, like, the Southern Illinois. Oh, God, don't. Holy shit. Like, yeah. It's gross. Dude, it's disgusting. Like, just blatant racism left and right, you know, and it's just, yeah, it's, I had to get off Facebook because I was being too much of an asshole <laughs> and trolling, but it was mainly reading these comments, it's just, fucking crazy yeah so yeah it's pretty disgusting seeing people's reactions to these protests and these marches but it's so it you know it warms your heart seeing those yeah those protests and people standing up for what should have been done a long time ago mm-hmm. real equal rights you know but that's what i meant earlier when i said surrounded by the country Yep. And Carbondale is the, uh, you know, the little tiny town of equality. Yep. Because, you, you know, some of these towns you drive through and, you know, I got, I had a sticker on the back of my car that says, I punch Nazis.
0: <laughs> I got
1: yelled at in Heron and I got yelled at in Murfreesboro <laughs> for having that. I think most Americans should agree that Nazis. you can punch a Nazi. That's right. And you know, same thing with like the Confederate flags and all this shit. You know, we won't, we don't have to go there, but we fought, we fought wars for all this shit. Yeah, like <laughs> stop waving an American flag next to a fucking Confederate flag because you're ignorant. Yeah. So pick one side or the other. You want to be an asshole, be an asshole. But yeah, that's, I, this is why I had to get off Facebook because
0: it, 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 I really, I get riled up. Good, good. Yeah, good. <laughs> just, you got you got you got some checks and balances there. I'm sure you can show your wife was like, all right, let's go. Let's
1: Trump go. is a douche. <laughs> Let me just throw that in there, so, so you know where I stand. There you
0: go. Now now everybody knows. There's now no everybody question. knows. <laughs> Fuck
1: so not. And,
0: and I'm gonna have so uh, this podcast is gonna be neat. Like I I myself am am gonna try and like not make too much. Uh, Statements one way or the other. Although I mean, plenty of people. There's plenty of context as to where I stand out there. Like it that exists. You know, the internet's (laughs) a catalog of how I feel and um, the. uh, But but I want to have you know, all sorts of people on. Like, I'm real interested in having, like, Navrit Kong on. Like, yeah. I'm in, I'm interested in having, you know, more conservative figures in town on. Right. Not to just sit here and, like, I want to challenge your belief. Like, I just want to talk to him. Navrit's got really, like, he's got some things to say. Like, I, I've talked to him about, you know, his feelings on immigration uh, and, right. and other components within government before that, like... You know, it's not necessarily something that I agree with, but man, the guy's got some sort of rationale behind it based on his own personal experiences. Right. Well, you have and,
1: to you have to be able to talk. Yeah. You know, I have you know, I have friends that are, you know, Trump fans. We just don't talk politics, <laughs> you know, because yeah. I don't want to ruin a friendship over it. Yep. But, you know, it's I find him disgusting and a, a horrible disgrace to the country.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, but, you know, I'm not a big Biden fan. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I saw this bumper sticker. It says, "Fine, Biden, but this is bullshit." Yep, <laughs> <And> that, <laughs> yeah, that's the one. That's to been me, that right in kind of sums it up. Yeah, you know, it's I, you know, but I think anything's going to be better than him. And but yeah, I, you can't. You have to be able to have discussions with people you don't agree with, and you know, Republicans and Democrats, they both can make perfect sense in different things. Yep. but you know, this this. uh Party loyalty, I find. You know, this is not football.
0: Yeah, yeah. Be loyal to the people, not the not the party. This is
1: not the Bears. You don't have to just love the Bears (laughs) because they're the Bears. (laughs) You know, I've been called a sheep for wearing a mask in public now. Oh God!
0: And it's just by just like random people, or like people that you know.
1: No, random people. Like mainly at Lowe's because we were doing a lot of construction on the new building, (laughs) and you know, yeah. The
0: the times I've been in Lowe's, they've been pretty good.
1: Yeah. No, it's just like one or two guys okay. that, you know,
0: <laughs>
1: meth probably played a part in their teeth, <laughs> teeth loss. And, uh, you know, the,
0: you fucking sheep. And
1: like, what? Why are
0: you yelling at me like I'm on your side, bro? Yeah, like I don't. So I just,
1: yeah, I don't get the, the, the divide over the mask thing either. I hate it, but I wear it. And it's, yeah. you know, I have older parents. I don't want to, you know, I got kids. Yep. I don't know how we got on this topic. but No, I
0: mean, this hey, this is yeah, podcasting, bro. Yeah, this is how you yeah, podcast. You podcast so
1: hard. Dude, we podcast hard. <laughs> S- super hard. But, yeah, it's, you know, I hope, I hope the world can come around a little bit. But, yeah, I've been super disgusted and got off Facebook for the most part because the blatant amount of racist comments on yeah. posts that shouldn't have racist comments on and just like, wow, these are the people that are surrounding me. Yeah you know i've had friends move out are they
0: or are they just russian bots pretending to be the people that surround you it's a mix of both it's a mix of both probably <laughs> you yeah, know i i give i give it a i give it a 75 us 25 them they just get the shit started I, I had um i used i used to work with a guy who was a who was a reporter um for one of the uh, for one of the regional news stations and like he would have to go into bfe missouri and bfe illinois and bfe kentucky yeah. and like it, it was he told me that it boils down to one simple statement, and it really—it's—it's it's enlightened me ever since he told it to me. Probably like it's been four or five years. He said, "Their whole basis is don't tell me how to think. That's right. it. That's it. That's the that's the simplest yeah. thing." And and I like I can get that as well. Like it's it's a bummer that it leads to poor decisions right. in instances, but like at the same time, when you feel like there's a society around you that. All they want to do is tell you how to think and not give you the ability to like come to your own conclusion about it. the conclusion that you come to is a rejection right. of what you see as the people telling you what you should think, right? What they may stand for. So it's like, May, maybe if you just like, I don't know, lived the path and tried to get people to follow along with you as opposed to like just browbeating people about how they should think, yeah. we'd get some more progress on that. I don't know that for sure. I'm just saying yeah, that's kind of how I've felt and in, in ever since he kind of gave me that. Yeah. Planted that seed in my brain.
1: Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's (laughs) just, you know, you can understand, like you said, you can understand the don't tell me how to think scenario, but you know, like with this pandemic, it just seems like it's, everybody's taking a, such a personal attack on their, their rights, but it's just like, dude,
0: we're all, we are legitimately all in this shit together. Yeah. There is, there is no not in this together. Yeah. Like it's, it's wild. You know, if if presidents of countries, you know, Boris Johnson and, and all sorts of other people who are, you know, the, the highest of high up leaders right. and and you'd think would be in the safest of safest environments, if they're able to catch it, what makes yeah. you stop from uh yep.
1: Yeah. I mean, fuck Tom Hanks got it. Yeah. yeah. And
0: he was like one of the first. Yeah. Tom Hanks was like early on. Yeah.
1: So uh <laughs> I don't know where that plays
0: into it, but who's gonna to play Tom Hanks in the movie about Tom Hanks? Ooh, it's gotta to be Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Hanks, like eighty year old Tom Hanks playing a sixty year old version of Tom Hanks. I'd hate to see that. Movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Life is like a box of inception. Oh my yeah. god. What is <laughs> it's a Tom Hanks movie within a Tom Hanks movie about a Tom Hanks movie. <laughs>
1: Directed by Woody Allen.
0: Oh my God. Oh, oh that's man. great. That's great. So, what, uh, how, oh, I don't know, where do I want to go next with this? You gotta, are you still doing the car dealership thing?
1: No. Okay. No, we, that was a shit show as far as, uh, basically there's just the amount, uh, you know, and I'm rambling, but in tattoo industry and art, people want something for nothing. Yeah. But when it comes to cars, people really want something for nothing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, I, we, I'd gone into that with the idea of that I would only give this a year yeah and I didn't expect to see profit, but I expected to see, Hey, I can get my investment back. And if everything's going good, that I'll do that. And it was just, I, I hated it uh, to be honest. I hated the, the industry and you know, you spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. buying these cars from auctions and trying to repair them and. It was just... Not you know. the thing. No, it wasn't. Hey,
0: it's good to know that you're not a used car salesman, man. No. Mad no, respect. I Mad respect it. for you not being a used yeah, car salesman. I hated it. <laughs> you know, my
1: dream was always to have four businesses so when I retired I could hand each one of my kids a business.
0: That's cool. And
1: say, you know, just, you want to work it, you can. If not, sell it and do whatever you want.
0: What do you think... I mean, you're, you know, there you identify all sorts of interests at all sorts of stages with kids, Yeah. right? What do you think that your your interests of your kids? Or what do you what do you want to build for them that you think that they'll really latch onto? I mean, I know you guys have the tattoo shop and you right. have the the hair salon, but do you think that those will be things that the kids are really like, you know what, I really like art and I really like tattoo. Let's go that way. Or do you think that they may have some other interests?
1: I think they'll have other interests. You know, I wouldn't, I would, I've always said like I would like to teach all my kids how to tattoo. Yeah. And same thing with like have my wife teach them hair. Cause it'd be a good thing to do if you wanted to do it. Yeah. I mean, they are legitimate trade skills. Yeah, I mean, it's a and it's a great industry. Don't get me wrong; you can make a really comfortable living tattooing yeah. and doing hair. It's just, you know, it's also really stressful. You yeah. know, you're expected to be a robot that never messes up a line. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can't have a bad day. You do, you know, you do twenty tattoos that are perfect. You fuck up one because you're having a bad day, or your client's a nightmare. Yep yeah that's everybody hears about it oh, and that's okay. all they hear about what's
0: it. the you gotta you got? i I wanna give me a nightmare client story like that I think that's a good we're we're getting close to that hour mark. I think like that would be a solid close out if you just had a really kick ass like <laughs> here's an awful fucking client that I've had to deal with oh, before
1: I mean there's so many man it, it go from weird people you know. I don't even know which one I want to say. That's like, not horrible.
0: (laughs) Uh, And if and if it's not your thing too, if if you're just like nah, pass. Well, I mean, (laughs) with a lot of these people, it's just the the
1: they're unrealistic. Yeah. You know, like all the time we'll have people come in and they have this photorealistic portrait of a person, and that. You know, that's a f- world-famous portrait artist who charges $1,000 an hour. Yeah. That ain't me, babe. Like, <laughs> it ain't me you're looking for. No, it's not. <laughs> and, you know, so I had this client, you know, I tattooed his wife, and it was a big traditional flower piece, and he kept sending me these things for, like, photorealism. Uh-huh. I kept saying, like, I'm not a realism artist. That's not what I do. Yeah. And, you know, he kept, I mean, day in and day out sending me, what about this? It's still fucking photorealism. <laughs> can you do this, you know, portrait on my hand? No, it's it's realism. I don't do realism. I can refer you to two guys in the area that do great realism. Yeah. You know, one of them works at my shop, and I always tell people like, if you want a portrait, Roger, will hook it up. Yeah. Like he did the one on top of my head. Here, I'll just throw it up there. There
0: you go. I now, didn't turn change. turn it turn it towards the camera. Uh. Nice.
1: It's a little hairy right now. <laughs> but uh,
0: you know. And he
1: just, day in and day out, would text me for weeks. And finally, you know, he he showed me this demon thing. And I told the guy, I was like, look, man, like, I'll play with the drawing. If I can't draw it, I'm not going to tattoo it. Yeah. And, you know, it it went down to like two weeks of this dude just blowing my phone up, making me upset, making me mad. (laughs) You know, the point where he's like, he's like, dude, you can do it. I have faith in you. I literally typed back, faith doesn't make a fucking tattoo good. (laughs) Like, like, I appreciate you have faith in me, but I've done two two portrait tattoos in my life on Friends for a reason, and the one, you know, ended up looking like Steve Buscemi, and it wasn't supposed to be Steve Buscemi. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a portrait guy. That's not what I do. But... It was just one of those where he, you know, and finally I just had to send him this drawing. I'm like, look, man, if you want a demon that's, you know, neo-traditional or traditional or, you know, like these styles. And I showed him my portfolio. I was like, I'd be fucking happy to do this. And just, and then he, you know, I finally passed him on to Chad at works at our shop Uh who does more realism. And the guy books an appointment, complains about not being able to get in for a couple weeks, then doesn't show up for his appointment. Uh. And then calls, like, two days later, hey, man, I was in jail. It's like, so So that's that's a a quick, easy story. It's just, you know, that's every day, though. I mean, it's something. People have real hard, unrealistic ideas, and, you know, they'll go to a tattooer and expect them to do everything. And it's just like, hey, man. Some guys are good at this. Some guys are good at that. Yeah. And I don't take on stuff that I'm not good at. You know, it's just, it's bad for me. It's bad for you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses. And, you know, this is one of those industries that, too, that, you know, I know guys that have been 20, 26, 27 years in, and they hate their own work. Yeah. You know, they, their shit looks great, but they hate it. You yeah. know, they're, they're tearing themselves down every day. And so, I mean, it's a, it's a hard industry. For sure.
0: Well, and Being hypercritical of, of yourself is one of those things that makes people a better artist in right. many instances. Oh, right? yeah.
1: I mean, all of most of us, I mean, I'm sure not everybody agrees with it in the tattoo world, but, you know, I study constantly, yeah. you know, uh, especially this last year. I mean, I read constantly on tattooing, you know, I listen to seminars, and I, you know podcast and everything like that my phone that (laughs) happens is it
0: broken no oh god no dude i've dropped this thing so much yeah it's in this this case my my case has cracks on it all over the place but the phone looks like it's brand new out of the box it's a beautiful thing
1: but yeah no so you know there's the good thing about this area is there's a lot of really good artists you know every shop in town has good artists in it and so it's a really cool area for artwork it's a really fucking awesome area for music yep. for it's getting better for stand-up Thanks to you. Nah, uh, I wouldn't say
0: better. Thanks to me. Nah. Maybe thanks to the people that I bring around, but it sure isn't my fault. Yeah. But you, <laughs> you push people to do shit. Dude. I mean, it's, it's dope. Uh, again, we talked about this earlier in the show to, to see T Murph and say, if T Murph can make it right. we all make it right. Right. It's just about grind. Yeah. It's just about grinding, being around the right people. Dude. Yeah. And you know, grind it's hard. it's it's inspiring. It's just inspiring. Like whether whether he knows it or not, you know, again, I've talked to multiple people in the past several days since the show dropped and we've all watched it and whatever else that everybody's just like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Seeing him do that and knowing that he's, you know, from here, like jazzes us up and oh, gets yeah. us gets us you going. Work,
1: you work hard, you can achieve anything as long as I don't remember who said it, but as long as you don't as long as you don't have this crazy expectation and you're willing to make changes, you know, at the drop of a, a drop of a hat, but have those dreams and try to follow them. If you don't follow them or if you don't make it exactly where you wanted to, you may be a couple steps behind, but you're in a better place. And you're having more fun. We get what 80, 90, sometimes a hundred years on this earth. And that's really not that long, man. Make them all count Dude, make them all count. <laughs> make every day count for sure. <laughs>
0: And that, I think, is a phenomenal spot to transition out on this show. JP, thank you, my friend. Thank you, sir. This has been an absolutely awesome experience. Thank you all for tuning in for the, uh, what was the second episode of the WTF Carbondale podcast. Hopefully hundreds more, maybe thousands more of these to go. Uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) More. Have have a good one, everybody. Thank you. (laughs)